The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke this parable to the disciples. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will, be, will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to give us his gifts, but he needs us to do our part. God wants to give us his gifts, but he needs us to do our part. There was a man who was once in financial trouble. He could barely support himself and his family. Then he got an idea. He would go back to church and ask for God's help. He was a little nervous at first, but finally he made it through the doors. He knelt in the back pew and prayed. God, if you are there, please help me win the lottery so I can support my family. Well, he came back day after day and made the same prayer, but nothing seemed to happen. Weeks passed, then months. Finally, on a Friday, he was visiting and praying his regular prayer. God, if you are up there, please help me win the lottery. And much to his astonishment, the ceiling opened up and a booming voice from heaven was heard answering him, okay, okay, 
but will you at least please buy a ticket? <laughs> How often are we like that at times? How we can be somewhat similar. We all want, we want all that God promises he will give us. Yet, we refuse to do our part. Sometimes we are too lazy. Or maybe we are fearful to take that slight risk of learning to pray, go to confession, or studying more deeply the faith with as much interest and energy as we explore, say, the sports pages or the news. When we turn to the scriptures, wisdom is personified in that first reading. One way the Old Testament speaks about God is personified wisdom. Now, in this reading, wisdom is given two key characteristics. First, she is someone eager to bring her gifts to us. The second, at the same time, wisdom depends on our being eager to receive them and enthusiastic about receiving them. This is because our relationship with God is a kind of friendship based on freedom and love. Amen? Amen. Good, you're still with me. Now, God will, wisdom, and our God, will not force themselves on us. God respects us too much to do that. God wants our love and our friendship. He doesn't want our slavery. So God invites us, yet he has left it up to us to respond. Wisdom hastens to make herself known as the first reading tells us. But whoever watches for her shall not be disappointed. The proper attitude of our hearts about God is active searching. That we're actively wanting to deepen that relationship, deepen our knowledge of God to grow in that gift of wisdom, which results from cultivating a deep desire for God. This is what we hear in that psalm, in the responsorial psalm, talking to us about, my soul is thirsting for you, oh my God. Our soul thirsts for God. We're hungry for God. 
And this ties very well into the gospel from Matthew. The foolish virgins didn't prepare themselves adequately for the wedding banquet feast. They didn't take it seriously. They were, at, from what we could sense, they were somewhat careless and superficial in the relationship with the bridegroom. They were really presuming a lot of things. They were really assuming a lot of things. Remember what that word said, right? Anyways, they weren't, they, they were not eager. They weren't using their intelligence and common sense. And they were not active in their pursuit of wisdom. It was as if they called themselves Christians and it appeared on the outside that they were. Yet, it was just appearances. It didn't go any deeper than that. Their lamps were empty. They did not lead deep lives of prayer. They did not love Jesus Christ more deeply. Or did they use their energy to seek the Lord? So how do we maximize our potential? Imagine if you had the talent and health to be an all-star quarterback. And right now in the NFL, I can get you a job. There are so many right now, it seems every week we hear somebody being injured and some guy coming out of nowhere and becoming a quarterback. But just imagine, if you had the talent and health to be an all-star quarterback. Now, would you be satisfied with someone coaching you from the couch each week? Of course not. We don't want some armchair quarter, you know, coach or quarterback advising us. You would go and make a difference. You would take the talent and go and seek good advice, seek direction, seek guidance. Seek that support you need. You would do whatever you needed to do to fulfill your potential. And you would go and you would strive to make a difference. Amen? Well, quarterbacks come and go, and even good ones and even great ones. Yet, faithful Christians, faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, last forever into eternity. That's why they are called saints.
And that's what God is calling us to. And when God created each of us, God gave us the talent and the potential to become a saint. That's why I say to a lot of people, hey, look, we are saints in the making. We are saints in progress. Amen? Amen. Oh, boy. I hope we want to be a saint. Anyways. And in this Mass, God is going to give us the nourishment we need. The nourishment we need to fulfill that potential. To reach the heights of holiness amid our everyday activities, whatever they may be. So we are going to squander all that away like spiritual couch potatoes as the world around us, our family members, our colleagues and friends, suffer because God's love and wisdom haven't penetrated their lives. What a waste. What foolishness. So why not shoot for the stars? Why not shoot and strive for wisdom and holiness? Why not start putting in place a spiritual workout program that can make us into what God created us truly to be, a bright, sturdy lighthouse in the dark world of shipwrecked souls. During this Mass, as Jesus renews his commitment to us, we need to continue deepening our commitment to him, to be his messengers, to be his faithful and loyal companions on the journey, having our lamps lit and prepared. So in the end, remember this. Keeping that lamp full is all that matters. Keeping that lamp full and ready is all that matters. Because as I said at the beginning, God wants to give us his gifts, but he needs us, every single one of us, to do our part. Amen?